Every single day I feel Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pressure Double up the weight, let's make it extra Working so my mother get a rest, yeah Working like I never know I'm blessed, yeah Every single day I feel the pressure Welcome back to the What Are You Made Of show in that one studio. It's your boy C-Rock here with another great guest to share what they're made of, as we always do here. You know, the journey to success is invisible. We all know that. And if it's exposed, we'll know what to expect when we go on our journey so we don't get discouraged and quit. And the common theme that we keep seeing with all these guests is the grit and the determination and the persistence. And that's how the success happens. So I'm going to continue to share that with you. But before I do, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a listener or a watcher, however you're consuming this content. And uh, I just want to, you know, send you a, a certain direction for a second, because if you are that one, which we talk about a lot on the show, I want you to go wear a hat, get a t-shirt, wear a sweatshirt, show people you're that one, lean into it, go to that one merch, that the number one merch.com, check it out. And let's get into the show. We got Jamie Berman in the building. Jamie Berman is a master certified coach who helps entrepreneurs heal their relationships with money so that they can manifest more of it. You can check her out at jamieberman.com and on Instagram at Jamie Berman. I believe just Jamie Berman, right? Yep. That's it. Underscore. There you go. <laughs> Underscore right after that. So go yep. check her out. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we got connected through my partner, Todd. He does a great job connecting me with great people. And our motto is we just really want to do cool shit with cool people. And so we keep seeking out cool people because when you surround yourself with cool people, cool things happen. And, uh, you know, that's such an important thing, the environment that you keep yourself around. So, uh, but let me, let me ask you this before we get too far into this, um, to kick this off the right way, Jamie, what are you made of? Yeah. What am I made of? I am, this is actually something I remind myself of often. I am made of stars. I am made of stardust, right? And the reason I think about this, well, first of all, I'm not the only one made of stardust. So are you, C-Rock? So are you all the listeners, right? All of us are actually made of the same thing. All of us have like all the elements of the stars within us. And when I read that, I'm like, oh my God, first of all, I love that. Second of all, I remind myself of it because... It reminds me that, hey, if that person can do it, so can I. Like, we're not different, right? And if I can do it, someone else can. And it reminds me of all the kind of conditioning that I kind of grew up with of like, oh, you have to be lucky or you have to um, be really, really smart or have this very high level degree to create things. And it's like, it brings me back to that level of like, no, if someone else can do it, I can do it. If they can, I can. And I use it to get inspired, you know? So I'm always reminding myself, I am made of the stars just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, here's the thing. Like, how do you, when you, when you do think about that and I, and I say the same kind of thing, like I'm, yeah. I'm unstoppable to live the life of my dreams. Like I can do it. Yep. But, but where's the line be where it becomes delusional? Yeah, well, I think it becomes delusional. I think we all come into, you know, the universe, into this world with different gifts, different curriculums, different desires. So I think, of course, we're meant to create things that are in alignment with that. Um, so I think it becomes delusional whenever we're going after things that really aren't meant for us, right? If it's like, oh, my parents wanted this for me, so I'm trying to manifest this or I want to create it, but it's not actually in alignment with what you really want, with what you came here to do. I think that's when it doesn't work. But 
I honestly think if it's something that you desire deep in your heart and it's an alignment with your unique gifts or with skills that you can build, then it's not delusional, right? I kind of think, I mean, everything's kind of delusional in some way. If we're limiting ourselves, we're being delusional. I always think that too. It's like, well, everything's kind of delusional in some way. So like, let me just pick the delusion that feels good. Good point. I like that. And by the way, you're the host of the Money Manifestation and Business Podcast. Yes. Guys, check that out. She's got that rocking now too. And it looks like, uh, you know, you've had, you know, um, tons of episodes here, but you're going to just, I mean, you're just getting started too. Like I'm totally. excited about this because I remember um, the, the different milestones of my podcast journey and where I was with different things. And I just, I remember the first podcast, maybe the first 10 podcasts I was on as a guest. And one guy told me, he said, C-Rock, this is going to change your life. You have no idea what's about to you know, transpire for you. And uh, I was like, all right, dude, whatever. <laughs> and I kept yeah. doing podcasts. And then I was like six months, a year, two years down the road. I look back and I'm like, wow, like I cannot believe how far I've come, yeah. you know? So um, yeah, like, so let's talk about that for a second. And then, then we're going to go, you know, back in time and I want to hear your story, but like, talk, talk to me about the money manifestation and business podcast. How'd you get started? Why'd you start it? Yeah. And what's it done for you so far? Totally. I mean, I've been teaching this stuff for seven, eight years now. And so it's funny that the podcast has just come, but it was one of those things where I never wanted to like force myself to start it or push myself to start it, you know, or like be in any kind of resistance around it. I wanted it to feel fun. So I was like, I'm going to wait until it feels natural for me to do it. And so, you know, seven years later, here it is yet. Now I've been doing it for a little over six months and I'm like, why did I wait so long? This is so fun. I love it so much. Um, so yeah, I've been teaching this stuff for a while and I've been, um, doing it in many different ways, but the podcast was kind of like, I just wanted to be a beginner again too. it last year. It was like, Ooh, what's the next step? And it was like, okay, I want to just like create more impact, reach more people with this. And, um, so I went for it and I absolutely love it. Like I could and do so three episodes you, a week. Do you speak on, <laughs> do you, you speak on stages? Too, like live um, stages? Not so much, only because my business really grew through COVID. So I mostly have been very much virtually. So I speak a lot in front of a lot of people and in front of a lot of audiences, but I've done a lot more of that through Zoom. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. And where do your clients come from? Um, well, right now I'm doing all the things. I'm doing the podcast. I have ads, but I also uh, was really big in the life coach school. I'm a master certified coach there. So I actually trained coaches for uh, about three years. I was, I had many different students. So a lot of people came through that. Um, and I taught a lot of classes in there, but really it's just been putting myself out there all over the place for seven years straight. And wherever they come from, it's like, Oh, I found you through this thing three years ago. Um, so yeah, I think it's just the, the, you know, all of it, <laughs> it's the compound effect and of just continuously teaching. And is it one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching? Like what is yeah. courses? Like what do you have? So I have two programs. It's all group. So I have one program that is a one-year container and it's all about helping entrepreneurs heal their relationship with money. So if they realize they're in a lot of scarcity, they have a lot of money stuff. Oftentimes people will be like, oh my God, I did all the marketing. I'm putting myself out there, but why isn't the needle moving forward? Why am I not making money? And I realized like, because this is kind of my story too, like, oh, if you have a crappy relationship with money and if you have a lot of negative thoughts and if you're not willing to ask for, 
you know, money and make offers, then you're not going to make money. So that's the work that we do in that container. And that's a full year, a uh, big group program. And then I also have a more high touch mastermind for um, people who are growing to their first six figures and then people who are at six figures uh, scaling to a million. So two different cohorts within gotcha. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So then from there, uh, let's go back to your story. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got a story. Everybody I want you can go back as far back as you want, but I like I'd really like to know why you're doing why you're doing what you're doing. There's usually a story behind it and ties to when you were younger or something you went yeah. through. But yeah, take us through that. So I don't think I've ever gone back this far, but when thinking about it, I had a friend recently asked me at dinner, he's like, why do you love coaching on money so much? Why do you like talking about money, coaching on it? And I was like thinking way back and I'm like, you know, it's because unfortunately growing up, I saw my mom feeling really powerless around money, you know, and that put her in situations that were really challenging. And that's what I grew up, grew up seeing was she believed I can't make money. So she had to rely on other people. There were toxic relationships. It was really challenging. And she used to say things like, you know, I would get out of this relationship, but if I did, you know, we'd all end up either homeless or in a trailer. And I remember thinking like, well, what's wrong with being in a trailer? I'd rather be in that situation than this, you know, but like she had so many huh? of those stories that I just saw growing up of like being powerless around it. And I remember deciding when I was like 11 years Years old, I'm like, that is never going to be an issue for me. Like, I am going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to figure it out, even if it takes till the end of time, right? I was just like, I never want that to be my story and me to feel like I have to rely on someone else in order to make money. So I think it goes back that far. Um, and, you know, I just seeing also my real dad had a very negative relationship with money. So much of their fights were about money. So I just growing up, I don't know how I realized it, but I was like, I want things to be different for me. You know, I want that to be an area of my life that is not a strain that is easy. And I kind of realized um, through out my 20s and as I've done work on my relationship with money, that money making money is a skill that anyone can learn. It's anyone can learn it. You just have to commit yourself to it, right? And so that was yep. what I committed myself to. And it wasn't until I was really in my 30s that I full went on with that. Um, because all through my 20s, I still struggled. I worked very low paid jobs, worked around the clock, kind of had this story that, you know, the more I work, the more I'll make and you have to work hard. But there I was working two jobs at a time all the time and always struggling with money, you know? <laughs> so it was like, okay, that's not quite valid, which I didn't realize at the time. Um, it wasn't really until I got into coaching uh, that I realized, hey, this is something I really need to work on in terms of my relationship with money because I was doing all the things. I am not someone who is afraid to take action. You know, I'm willing to get to work. I'm really willing to work hard, but I was always working really hard and not bringing in money. So, um, that's when I realized actually my, one of my mentors, Brooke Castillo said, you know, I remember her saying, if you're not making the kind of money you want, it has to do with your relationship with money, right? Like your relationship with money is a direct reflection of what is in your account. And that's when it was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. It's a mindset thing. It's not really like learning the skill of working harder. It's like, oh, there's a mindset piece to that. 
So right, yeah, right. And then so that when that when you got that, then from when you then that was like an aha moment, like a cognition. Totally. Like how long after that did you start to actually be able to witness the results of oh my god yeah. having the right mindset? Yeah, it, can, can I mean, you take us through certainly... like, a, like a, was there a specific was there a specific story behind that? Yeah, totally. I mean, whenever I heard her say that, I'm like, oh, this is my next bit of work, right? I knew that was my next bit of growth. So I decided that was the year where I, up until that year, I had never made more than $30,000 a year, but I worked more than 40 hours a week, right? Like I used to work, I worked retail and then I would have side hustles and I just, and I live in LA. So it's not like you can do much of, you know, I had multiple roommates and stuff. Jeez. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, whenever I learned that, I realized, oh, like this is the missing piece. So I decided I was just going to claim that I was going to make $100,000 that year. And that was huge for me. It felt completely impossible. But I was like, I am just going to commit myself to doing it and I'm going to work on my mindset around it. So I, that was the year that I decided like every single day I was going to sit down and I was going to claim I'm a $100,000 earner and then do any journaling, see what was coming up around that, challenge any beliefs. And that was also when I became a certified coach and learned the power of mindset, how to shift beliefs and all of that stuff. And so you said, how quick did it happen? Well, that year I made $100,000. And for me, that had felt totally impossible prior to that. And I completely attribute it to my relationship with money, to the thoughts that I decided to challenge and change and open up to, um, it was huge. It was very effective. It felt slow, but when you look at it, it's like to go from making never, you know, having made more than $30,000 a year to then, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars as an entrepreneur, that was a big jump for me. Um, so it was, yeah, yeah. it was huge. Well, you could well, see it. you know, here's the thing. We have short-term memories because, when we do things that are bad behavior and we get a result, we get this result and we forget about the stuff that we did to get it. Yes. And also when something happens, it's great. We have a short term memory. The fact that we thought about it, we maybe wrote it down and we started putting intention out and attention. Then that led to action and that yep. led to results. Totally. We put it, when we have a good result, we put it on a pedestal and we put it on a pedestal. We think it was luck or happenstance or something because we have that short-term memory and that what yeah. that does is it takes away from our power to replicate that part, Yep. you know, to, to produce it again. So what, like, I guess, um, the money that you made, I'm not saying you had, to, you worked hard and grinded when you went to a hundred thousand. Yeah. However, there were thoughts, words, actions, and yep. the people that you had to keep yourself around that led to that. Right. It's not totally. just people think manifestation. I, I listen, I understand this. Cause I did it at first too. And started, people started talking about manifestation, right? Jamie, they were like, mm -hmm. they'd be like, you know, manifest is man. I'm like manifest. And then you still got to do the stuff. Like what? Totally. But, but what people don't realize is that stuff all comes from thoughts, words, actions, and the environment that you keep come from you manifesting, which is an intention, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that really how oh, it, it always starts with that a hundred percent, because that's the thing is, and that's what I learned through coaching is like our thoughts, create our feelings, our feelings, drive our actions, which then creates the results. And I love how you add also environment to that because it, it does. Cause if you're thinking I can't do it, it's really hard, right? You're not going to take action towards it. So the, whenever I open myself up to, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars and committed to it. I didn't just commit to thinking the thought I'm a hundred thousand dollar entrepreneur. Although that was a piece of it. I also would ask myself in that process, 
how would a hundred thousand dollar coach show up today? I asked myself that question every day and it was, I, I would, whatever came out, oh, I would finish this funnel. I would start those ads. I would finish this video, all the things that I didn't want to do, but I was like, no, but I'm going to be the hundred thousand dollar coach before I'm her. And that's how I'm going to become her. So I do think that is the, uh, you know, I teach manifestation and I think that's a huge missing piece for so many people as they think, oh, you just put it on a vision board. You just have the vision and that it should happen. But it's like, no, you actually, the vision is just the first piece of it that really helps to imprint it in your subconscious. It helps you know where to go. It helps you have a vision, but then you have to practice being that person before you're ready. And that is challenging, but if you do it, it will work. You just keep, who is that person? How do they show up today? What would they do? It feels uncomfortable. And I always say this, I'm like, manifestation is not cozy. It really isn't anything I've ever manifested. And I've manifested the life of my dreams at this point. None of it felt comfortable. None of it. And I'm not saying it's horrible. It's like, no, but isn't it, it, isn't it important when you notice something that happened that you've, that you've created, right? Isn't it important not to say, wow, oh, that's so amazing and give it too much, too much, uh, uh, super, uh, supernatural to it because it's not supernatural necessarily. It's the way it's supposed to be. When you give it to supernatural, it takes it out of your control of doing it again. Hey, isn't it yeah, important to be I like, agree. of course. I think it's, yeah, also, yeah it, I don't think it's an, of course, I do love to celebrate everything, but it's more of a celebration of who I've become, like feeling the yeah. pride of like who I've become because I decided to go after this desire that I had that felt wild and impossible. And it like, it changes me as a person in a really beautiful way. It makes me shed so many limitations. And for me, that's what I like to celebrate is like, who I've become as a result of that. So I am big on celebration, but it's not, I never think, oh, that was like magical. It just happened, right? It's like, no, it's a co-creation. That's how I think of it. Like I do my part, universe does their part, right? And And that's helpful for me to think about. Also, just because I am someone who likes to, I'm a doer. So I will like to try to control and make things happen. So it's helpful for me to think, yes, the universe also has a part in this too, though. So- and have you put another money target out there right now that you're like focused on? Yeah. So I, I have made millions outside of my business, but now my next one is a million in my business in a year. And what do you mean outside of your business? So I've made through real, real estate, estate other channels of okay. this money okay. coming as I've done this work with money. Yeah. It's like money has flown in in many different ways, like many different channels that I have created money through. Um, but my business gotcha. right now is at a half million and I'm growing it to a million. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. No, I yeah. love it. And and it is so true. Like these different streams of income come in um, when you do start focusing on this and you have to like double down on what you did to get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> find something that works, lean into it. Now, yeah. um, are you still in the LA area? Yeah, I'm in LA and then part-time in Hawaii. So uh, mostly okay. LA nice. Yeah. Nice. And I have a question. The reason I'm asking this question. So you have a family right now. I just have my husband and dog, no kids. Okay. The reason I'm asking this is because when you get onto something like this, people will get into personal development, they'll figure some things out and then their spouse doesn't necessarily do it Yeah. or uh, like buy into it or whatever. So what is your, when you're working with your students or clients, how do you talk to them about that part on getting their spouse, their kids on board? Yeah. Um, 
because what I've noticed in my journey, even like my kids and my wife, like they're, they're, they're like, I'm good. Right. Yeah, but right. then, th- then I, I, I see some of the stuff dripping through to them where they don't admit that they got it from me, but then they yeah. I start to see it. But like, what is, what is your, uh, I guess, experience with that? And then how do you work with your clients on that? I love that. Totally. I think, and that's the thing is it's like, they're watching what you're doing. They're not going to necessarily, you know, especially if they don't want to take it in, like there's no forcing them to get it. So my thought is just don't even try. Like I, I took on this thought like, oh, I am a powerful creator. I, I'll create the life that I want, regardless of like what my husband's mindset is totally fine. Like I got both of us. That's kind of the mindset that I took on was like, oh no, it's my thoughts that create my reality, not his, just to take the pressure off of me needing him to do work around all this stuff and do his work around money and all that. I was like, nope, I got the both of us. But of course, because I was detached and I wasn't trying to force him to learn this or practice this, he saw it working for me. And he's like, what is this? Like, okay. And and slowly, but surely, like first he started meditating and then he started reading Mike Dooley because, you know, he saw me with some of those books and he started actually, now he's totally into manifestation. I mean, he practices it every single day and he loves it. But at first he was totally like, oh, that's so Buddhist. That's so this, right? Like, like, okay, right, Josh, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so what's the difference in your mind, like from what your experience, like with manifestation, um, uh, meditation and prayer, is there any difference in me- meditation and prayer or is it the same thing? Well, honestly, I think it gets us to the same place. So I, I think all of them have a very similar purpose, which is to, connect us back in with our highest selves, connect us in with source or God or however, you know, you see that, um, they all do the same thing. So I, and I think that's the place that we go to, to manifest from that's like the highest frequency. So when we're in that state, it's like, if you think about like attracts, like that we vibrate from that state, we create from that state, we are open. Like, I just feel like I get more intuitive. I get more ideas. So I think really they all have it's the same kind of purpose is to ground us in back to that place. Um, that's how I see it. And, but I do all of them. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, so then from there, like when you have a situation that most people would see like a setback or discouragement or when it has to do with money, how do you handle that? Like, what is your first thought reaction? Like, how do you handle that? What's the process that you, cause obviously you have that. You have some oh, kind totally. of hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, of course. Right? Absolutely. And that's the other thing is I don't think manifestation is just about everything going perfectly all the time, but I do think it's like, if there is a setback, it's what can we learn from this, you know, and, and how can we grow from this? Because sometimes setbacks are actually, I, I, I don't know. I feel like every setback I've ever had, I've come out on the other side having gained something huge that I actually needed for where I want to go. So I think that's kind of how I take it is if there's a setback, what can I learn? Of course, I have to process the feelings around it. Sometimes I get into my little ego. I have to get upset. (laughs) You know, I get into a state and I have to hold space for that. But it's about learning from it, you know, and I think learning and growing. Um, And I see this a lot where people set these big audacious goals and then it feels like, oh, my God, all this stuff is coming up for me. What the heck? And it's like yeah, it's coming up to kind of be healed and cleared and looked at and 
it's here for you, even though that doesn't feel good. Right. And so I see that sometimes like, it's like the bigger, the goals, the more you're going after. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you might go through a little dark night of the soul to heal something that's in the way that if you didn't heal that, you wouldn't be able to get there. And I say heal that, but I mean, work through it, learn from it, shift it. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. You know, when it's, what's a big thing that you mentioned earlier was like knowing that you can create more, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you get less of a fear of loss when you know that you can create more, even if you had to yeah. start from zero, Yeah, you know? And I think I, I love to throw this by you and see your thoughts, but like, I think a lot of things is people, people think that when they run into money problems or what have you, that, that it's permanent. Number mm-hmm. one, they think that, uh, they can't go to zero if they needed to and come back Two, which many yep. people have. Oh, totally. And then three, number three, they're afraid of what other people think is really what the problem is. Because if mm-hmm. nobody ever found out that you had to go to zero and sell your house and sell your assets just to start over again with wisdom now, though. Yeah. Like if nobody knew about it, would people really care? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean the thing I mean, is, yeah, with going to zero or having something like that, those are the best stories. Those are the people that you see that are on stages sharing the comeback story, right? Yeah, like, you yeah, don't yeah. really hear, you know, amazing, incredible humans on stage speaking that haven't been through something. Um, so, you know, I, I do think those things are what build the most character and the most strength. And um, yeah, we have to be resilient. But yeah. And, and, and Jamie, talk to me about like, what do you talk to your clients about? And, and your, when you're coaching and all your content, like about investing in yourself and how people should take the money that they have and invest in their, mm-hmm. themselves, their business, and then investments, like in what order? Yeah, I love that. So I, so I talk a lot about manifestation and universal laws and there's this law of giving and receiving, right? And so many people are very good at giving. They're especially, you know, women or those socialized as women are very good at like give, give, give. But where a lot of people's block are is in receiving and investing is a form of receiving, right? Whether you're investing in yourself, investing in your business, it's your business receiving something, receiving support, receiving whatever it is, right? Or you as yourself investing in yourself. So I think that we can only give at the rate that we are willing to receive. So if you are not, if you're blocked in your business, if you're not growing, right, it's probably because you are not allowing yourself to receive. You are not willing to invest in yourself or in your business or whatever it is, right? Like that, I think support is huge. And I think it's a form of receiving is how I see it. And I have seen it firsthand whenever I invest in myself, whenever I invest in my money mindset or in coaching or in my business or in, you know, whatever I'm investing in financially, it's like there, there's a return. And if it's not perfect, if it's not like, oh shoot, that wasn't what I expected. You learn something huge from it. But, uh, I see it as a form of receiving. What, what, give me a specific, like of a scenario of somebody not willing to receive or yes. block with receiving. Like, can you give, give me an example? Totally. Like I was just coaching a, a client on this today and she's, you know, she gives so much in her business and, um, she works with nonprofits and she's like, Oh, even my clients, like we're really good at giving, but we're not as good at receiving. And what I see her doing is she's really scared of investing in things in her business, like a podcast producer or, um, in Facebook ads, right. She's not wanting to receive that support or thinking I need to do it myself. 
health. And because of that, that's blocking her from giving more. It's blocking her from having a bigger impact because if she's spending her time, you know, trying to figure out Facebook ads or, you know, doing her podcast herself, which no problem if you're just starting out, but that's not the place that she's in, you know? So, um, it's just like seeing that if I invest in that time that my in myself in that way, or if I invest in my business, I'm going to have more time to go out and give what I actually lights me up, what I'm actually good at, what I'm actually here for. So that's something that I see and coach on a lot is just people, you know, having a fear of like investing in certain things in their business or in themselves, or even in masterminds or high level, you know, containers where they're going to be in an environment around people who are going to help them grow. Yeah. So, so they, they're not willing to invest in themselves to receive help. So here's, let's go back to this thing then. What do you think about help, the word help? And do you think people yeah. have a problem with help because they've been uh, taken advantage of in the past when they've asked for help from someone or they tried to help someone in the past and it failed and then they make a decision like, well, I'm no help or I can't receive help. Yeah. Do you think that good that's question. part of it? I think that could definitely be a part of it. But what I see most often within my clients is it's more of, um, I can do it myself, right? Like, oh, well, just because I, I, you know, and I always tell them that's one of the most toxic thoughts you have, just because you can do it, it doesn't mean you should, but they have this thought, right. oh, if I can do it, I should just do it on my own. Right. And so that's yep. the block that I see most often, um, is kind of like, yeah, should be able to do it all type of thing. And, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Yep. So Jamie, from here, what's the vision from here? Like if I would have snapped my fingers, like I was a genie and granted yeah. wishes, Yeah. not that you want to skip the journey because there's a lot of things that go on in the journey, but like, what, what, what's the vision look like? Paint that picture for me. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really love my business. I love my clients. I love my offers. So it's just an expansion of that. Um, but I love the idea of keeping my team tight and having a, you know, a solid team. So honestly, my vision is to grow the business to a million, have a lot of balance in my life, also making lots of money through other investments and things outside of that and um, moving to Hawaii full time. So we're kind of making a switch right now. We're in L.A. full time. I want to move to Hawaii full time and just have a really expansive, balanced life where I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And so you're, you're not going to miss LA? No. <laughs> I say that now I like wait visiting till I'm there. on an island yeah. and I'm like, wait, I need yeah. to go to Bloomingdale's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like LA. I like visiting, yeah. but I don't, I don't know that I could live there. It's um, a lot. I, by the way, I live on the, I live on the East coast in Maryland. So oh, awesome. I live by the ocean here. Yeah. Um, that's but great. it's, uh, um, I had one more thing I wanted to just, oh, oh, do you see yourself being like, uh, like an influencer in this, in this space and becoming like, by the way, not for, not for ego. Okay. Yeah. Ego. If you want to, that's fine. But I'm just saying yeah. not for ego, but for impact, like understanding that, like if you came, became a known influencer or speaker or in this particular space that it would like really get you below million dollars out of the water. Well, yeah, but is that sure. something that you Absolutely. want or do you want to stay kind of hidden? And do it's the, not that you know I want to, I mean? like, yeah, that's such a good question. It's not that I want to stay hidden, but I love having personal relationships with my clients and everything. So I just like, this is something that I've asked myself a lot because a big part of me is like, oh, you should want to be this huge speaker and influencer and 
but it doesn't feel in alignment with like next step. Do I want to grow a hundred percent? Do I want to have an impact a hundred percent? But do I want to be speaking on stages, going around, um, that's not the Writing next books, phase, honestly. Like yeah, books, yes, 100%. Yeah. Would love yeah, to yeah. write a book, absolutely. But I think the next phase is actually just um, growing, uh, but also simplicity, like really yeah. soaking in the goodness of my life too. And not that you can't yeah, do both, yeah, but yeah. like that's kind of the vision that I have. That just lights yeah, gotcha. me up. And yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's it. See, I have this thing for me. It's like, I want to impact and help so many people with what I do, just like what you're doing. Yeah. But like, and then I think to myself, well, hmm, I can have these personal relationships, interactions, but also I could figure out a way very simply to become the, like known by more people. Like I told you before and create this attraction yeah. model, but then I'm helping people that I don't even know. Totally. And if I could do that and I don't do it, is that like, I kind of feel like it's an obligation and a duty to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. It's just what I, I, I contemplate all the time. That's why I ask yeah. that question. No, and so. I do too. And I kind of go back and forth a little bit, but that's, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, I always kind of go to like, what is the next phase for me? And what really lights me up whenever I think about it? So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not saying if that happened that I'd be like, Oh no, but, um, it's not something that I'm like, you know, going for right now in terms of right. just mass audience. Right. Yep. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I want to thank you for being here, Jamie. It was a pleasure. We're up against the clock right now. I could talk yeah. for hours about manifestation and money and all this other stuff. But uh, guys, go check out jamieberman.com and on Instagram, jamieberman underscore at Instagram. Can check her content out. Uh, let her know you saw her here on the What Are You Made Of show. Jamie, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, guys, you have been watching the What Are You Made Of show here in that one studio with your boy C-Rock. Until next time, be that one. Diamonds in my eyes are no special